0: this is Aldrin saint Pierre on beyond the headline it's 19 minutes after three o'clock we're in conversation next with Azokomo, African affairs commentator on world news today we ask what's behind the Tunisia's economic woes this as Germany is fast becoming a key destination for disillusioned young Tunisians who are looking for better economic opportunities, as many of them remain unemployed. We are told that Germany granted over 5,400 work permits to Tunisians from January to October this year, but up to, and this is up from 4,462 in the whole of last year. Isaac como African Affairs commentator, now joining us on the line. Isaac, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. First of all, let's start here. What is it about Germany as well as Europe in general that has found themselves in a space where they seek more young people to be part of the economy?
1: Okay, thanks and hi to your listeners. Uh, I think one thing that we should actually sort of understand is this, that uh, you should not look at countries like Germany and what it is that they want uh, labor. You've got to look at the quality of workers that the Germans are looking for. The Germans are looking for highly skilled workers, uh, people who are in IT and engineering. Yeah? And then you find that uh, the Germans themselves, they, they cannot produce those people fast enough. But then they're turning to countries which can produce those people. And Tunisia is one of them.
0: This is a general issue across Europe, is it?
1: Well, it's not across Europe, because some European uh, economies are stagnant, like Britain. Britain, basically, when they talk of foreign labour, they're talking about labourers in, uh, in the service industry, in the service level, and also in the vocational. Yeah? Mostly it's nurses and, of course, doctors. But from there, they want truck drivers, people who can go and pick up their fruits, vegetables, And for that matter, they're turning to East European countries, you know, uh, to do those menial jobs that the Europeans, I mean, the English or the British will not do. But Germany basically are looking for IT specialists and uh, very highly qualified um, people. And they're getting them from wherever they can. And one of the places they're actually going to is Tunisia. And that tells you a lot about the Tunisian education system.
0: Well, it tells you a lot about the Tunisian education system, but also what about the economy? I saw a stat that says that thirty percent of young graduates are unemployed.
1: Yeah, that's the truth. They've oversupplied uh, graduates, and again, that the Tunisian economy uh, prior to the 2011, or basically prior to 2008, the economy was actually driven by manufacturing, whereby they were actually Tunisia was a hub. For manufacturing parts for the French and European um, industries and manufacturing sectors, so they used to offshore and they used to outsource uh, some of the uh, senior, some of the uh, some of the parts that were necessary to Tunisia. But ever since the 2008 economic slump, that system with uh, the EU. It actually collapsed. They actually had an agreement with the EU to actually foster that, and they have not been able to, uh, to, to to put something in its place to to supplement that. So they've got an oversupply of highly skilled people, especially in IT.
0: Mm-hmm. So is is this a problem with um, with um, President Kai's? Um, this is this a plan around um, how to revive the economy, or is it a problem that he has inherited?
1: Well, it's a problem ever since 2008. Yeah. Huh? And in fact, like that 2011 uh, uh, so called uh, Arab, Arab Spring, it actually came from that situation, the 2008 World Economic Slam, whereby the person who actually burned himself, huh? uh, the, who murdered himself, he was a graduate and he couldn't find work. And he was actually becoming a vendor in the streets. And when the police took his uh, goods, the when he actually saw a sudden start all right, But he was a graduate, a highly qualified graduate. So it's a thing that has been inherited. Uh, Tunisia has actually got to start to uh, a manufacturing sector, but the country does not have much resources. It has got the human resource, but uh, it does not have the natural resource to actually. Jump start, uh, the, the, the that manufacturing sector, and that's what they really need.
0: And is there then another possibility of a, another flare-up?
1: No, there's no possibility. I mean, the people are there, they've been educated, and yeah. they're going out, yeah. And education, one thing, education is free in Tunisia. Uh, education in the public institution is free from the first grade oh, up to university. Yeah, and uh, in the women, uh, also sort of, and they've got a bias towards women. The prime minister of Tunisia now is a lady, and she's an engineer, qualified, highly, highly, um, highly skilled engineer. So you find that uh, Tunisia have got this very positive thing of uh, pushing education, but then they've got this big challenge of having investments to start a manufacturing, and that's a thing that uh, they've got to solve.
0: And um, speaking about investment, are we looking here at foreign direct investment or investment on the continent? And is there any opportunity at all uh, for Tunisia to benefit from the Africa continental free trade area?
1: Exactly. That's the thing that the Tunisians are actually into. Yeah? The Tunisians are really well, so one of the countries that's pushing to uh, for this uh, African common market. Yeah, You can find that Tunisia can be a very big hub in IT. Uh, the Tunisian IT sector is the, one of the most developed in Africa. It's, highly, it's more developed than, than than South Africa. Although South Africa may have the super experts, the Tunisia they've got a general, well-educated IT uh, workforce, you know, more than South Africa. Same with Egypt. But now they are looking at the African common market, and that could be a spur for actually uh, manufacturing and also sort of, to me it being a hub for the African IT sector. Now, that's a thing that's needed, yeah? instead of kids or people going to Germany and elsewhere, Canada. And these people are not going there as illegal immigrants. They're going there with visas, and the Germans are actually headhunting for that. See, that's another thing. Unlike the Africans who are actually running to Europe, most, most other Africans, sorry, other African youths who are running to Europe, most of them, they go there, they are semi-educated and once they get there they get into menial jobs and most of them get into illegal activities like drug selling the girls are going there and they're prostituting i'm sorry to say so but that's the truth and these people they're not that they are been they've been uh, taken there unwilling they know what they're getting into and then from there they have the money then they remit it back home to help their families but this is a sad situation that africa has fallen into
0: yeah We've seen this happening with Zimbabwe as well. Um, Do you think that it would also spread to other countries on the continent where you find that the countries themselves spend a lot of money um, on on education, education getting the majority or the biggest chunk of the budgets year in, year out, and at the end of um, the schooling career, the graduates find that they are a part of an economy that can't create jobs, and yet the universities and higher tertiary education um, facilities and centres are just churning out graduates.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean to say that it happens this way. I mean to say when you churn out graduates, when you've got your education system, it has actually got to be in sync with your economic development. But in a country like Zimbabwe, which has been stifled um, of um, sort of capital to develop its uh, its economy and industrialise, and you find that most of the Zimbabweans are in South Africa. Yeah, um, if you go to the mining industry, funny enough, the, in the mining industry, you find that the engineers there, and the mining engineers, uh, the black engineers, there are Zimbabweans and Zambians, more Zimbabweans and than Zambians than, than, than South African blacks. And we are really way back behind. The South African mining houses, when they've got to recruit engineers, they set up shop in Lusaka or in, 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 or, or, or in Harare, and they get well, qualified guys, and they come and run our minds here. And South African boys are not up to it yet. used if you go to City Power, all those guys who are fixing our things, they're Zimbabweans. So basically, um, it actually sort of points a finger that you, South African, uh, I'm sorry, African uh, economies have got to actually be alive uh, and not only looking at the service industry and things like that. But you've got to get into manufacturing yeah, and this highly skilled end of, 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 of the economy mm. That's to actually get the countries going and also to absorb uh, the youth who are coming up as engineers and as specialists.
0: Yeah, and that, of course, will require a reliable source of energy. Isaac, thank you so much for your time. Isaac Homo is African Affairs commentator joining us on this conversation about uh, Tunisia, where some graduates um, are fleeing the country and off to Germany, where actually they are being headhunted. It's half past three, time for the news headlines.